0: How are your knees feeling? There's a pretty good chance one or both of them are sore. After all, knee osteoarthritis is a leading cause of disability globally, and Australia is no exception. Trouble is, we don't really have any way of treating it. But never fear, this week on Occam's Razor, our soapbox for science, we're hearing from Catherine Galvin. She's bringing her engineering background to take a peek inside dodgy knees and see what it might take fix them. In my uncle Bruce's men's shed in Adelaide, out of the 25 to 30 men that regularly attend the sessions there, more than 20 have knee pain. Four are currently on the list to have knee replacement surgery. What is happening to people's knees? Well, statistically, if there were 50 people in this room, at least five of us would be afflicted with knee osteoarthritis right now, but we might not know it. And it's one of the highest contributors to disability in the world. So knee osteoarthritis is nasty. It's chronic and it's progressive, and it slowly breaks down your cartilage and it can cause the bones at your knee joint to eventually rub together, causing pain, knee swelling, and eventually motion loss. If you have knee osteoarthritis, you are twice as likely to describe your health as poor. Knee osteoarthritis is one nasty disease. So what are our chances? Well, the chances of any one of us getting knee osteoarthritis is about 14% and it's growing in our lifetime because as the population we're getting more knee injuries and we're getting heavier. So, of course, there's got to be a cure. With so many Aussies having this disease, you'd expect there'd be some kind of cure, something we can do about it. The answer is no. There is no cure. All we can do at the moment is help you with your symptoms. And when the pain becomes so severe and you can't move your knees, a total knee replacement is your only option. And that is a very big and invasive operation more than 62,000 unhappy Aussie knees in 2020 were replaced with a knee replacement. And that costs Australia more than one and a half billion dollars. The human cost is very high, with people describing knee arthritis taking them from being active athletes to couch potatoes. They can't go walking. They can't kneel. They can't climb stairs. They can't play Twister. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So now movement therapy can help. There is a lot of research that backs that up now. But to be more effective, we need to learn more about how the knee joint works, how the femur and the tibia dance together for knee motion. We've spent over six years investigating the movement of the femur and the tibia, which I'll describe as knee motion, as we step up and as we kneel. We have tested lots of people with and without knee osteoarthritis, ages from 20 to 90. The 90-year-olds were my mum and dad. Thank you very much, mum and dad. Previously, other studies only looked at a few number of knees because it is hard to measure knee motion in living knees. One previous method actually inserted titanium beads into people's knee joints and studied how they move. This was used really for people who had already had a total knee replacement. And so you can't really call that natural knee motion. Another very interesting study, which I like to refer to a lot, from the 1980s was done in New Zealand. And they tried to measure healthy knee motion. I tell you what, they really gave it a good shot. They actually drilled pins into the femurs and the tibias of their healthy knee participants. They actually got participants. Can you believe that? Unfortunately, as you can imagine, this study did end in disaster because one of the participants fell, bent the pin, damaged their bone. And um, so we were looking for another solution. So in contrast to these invasive and potentially quite dangerous methods, we developed a bespoke non-invasive, non-pin inserting image processing algorithm that we called OrthoViz which produced a 3D moving image of a living knee joint, showing the movement of the bones while their owners were moving. This involved a participant having a 3D still image, which is a CT scan, and also a 2D moving image taken while they were doing either a kneel or stepping up, which is called a fluoroscopy. And OrthoViz combined that 3D still and that 2D moving image, it pulled them together, it shape matched, and that's how we actually were able to produce a 3D moving image of the joint. This was revolutionary. We could see the femur and the tibia moving together in a living joint. We could see that the femur rotates and moves backwards when we kneel and does the opposite when we extend our legs. So throughout this work, we were able to prove the orthovis algorithm and the amazing help with participants, some of who are here tonight, we developed a very clear picture of how our femur and our tibia move. Well, this meant that for the first time, we could actually measure healthy knee motion and then understand how this motion can change due to knee osteoarthritis. So my Uncle Bruce said to me on the phone earlier, how can you help my friends right now? Well, okay, let's ask a question just to get started. Are my Uncle Bruce's friends at the shed, are their knees painful just because they're old? Now, he didn't like that question, so I didn't put it to him. But is knee pain inevitable as we get older? Because I'm sure we've all heard it. Well, we found that actually ageing does not change knee motion, So, Uncle Bruce, if your mates do go to their doctor, say they have knee pain, they're told not to worry about it, it's just because they're old, tell the doctor that they just can't blame ageing and ask the doctor to investigate further. Because the earlier you start treating knee osteoarthritis, the better the outcomes. And if they ask, if the doctor asks you, How do you know these things, grasshopper? Where do you get all this wisdom? We can refer them to Galvin and Litch et al., which we published in a journal appropriately called, can anybody guess? The knee. Thank you. Thank you. So Uncle Bruce, he says, well, that doesn't help his friends at all. Come on, girl, they've already got knee pain. So how can we provide new information to uh, professionals who design physical therapy programs. We wanted to find out if knee osteoarthritis actually changes knee motion. And if we know that, then perhaps we could design movement therapy programs to restore healthy motion. And we compared the motion of the two groups. We found that there were different knee motions. The healthy knees move differently to knees with osteoarthritis. But hold that thought because there is still research that needs to be done. So sorry, Uncle Bruce, I know there's still a few steps that we need to take before we can help your mates at the shed. But one question we may be able to help your mates with is, is there a relationship between commonly used tests that their specialists might use actually related to knee motion? So if you have knee treatment with your specialist, your physio, they may run tests and some of them are called quality of life, uh, Oxford Knee Score, the American Knee Society score. They might do some speed, agility, power and endurance tests. So what I've done is I have shown that they are correlated, actually really related to knee motion. So that's a big one because we show statistically that simple tests are already used in clinical settings are actually related to the movement of the femur and the tibia. So this led us to another really interesting hypothesis, that perhaps knee motion might be the key to predicting the severity of knee osteoarthritis. Oh, I might not have told you, we don't know how severe your knee osteoarthritis is until you have a very bad case of it. So Uncle Bruce, I asked a big question. If knee osteoarthritis changes knee motion, can we turn that around and ask, can knee motion determine if your knee is healthy or has osteoarthritis? But we have one more, much more difficult question. Can knee motion predict the severity of your knee osteoarthritis? As currently the only way you can do that is via an X-ray and there has to be physical changes at the knee. Currently, this is invisible. If we could crack this and develop a predictive model that could tell you early enough that your knee is starting to develop osteoarthritis, you can start treatments that are very effective and it could really reduce the impact of the disease on your knee. My predictive model was very accurate for our cohort, but it's still in development as predictive models really do need large sample sizes, and also because to measure knee motion, we need a CT scan and a fluoroscopy. It's expensive and there is a radiation cost which we need to consider. So Uncle Bruce, if we were able to use this with your mates at the men's shed, we could understand what level of treatment each man would need to help them with their knee pain. And perhaps in the longer term, those with less disease could delay and even remove the need for a total knee replacement. Watch this space, because Uncle Bruce is on my back. Dr Catherine Galvin is a lecturer and researcher in the College of Engineering and Computer Science at the Australian National University. She was speaking at our Occam's Razor live event at Smith's Alternative in Canberra on Ngunnawal land in May. I'm Tegan Taylor, your Occam's Razor host, and I'll be back at this joint with another Aussie scientist next week.